Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhuk. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. Well, hello. Happy December, everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, so we are in the full swing of pandemic Christmas, the last month of 2020, and we're still very excited about that part, the last month of 2020, that is. Um, although we're getting excited about Christmas, I mean, Christmas isn't really something that I look forward to, but I've decided that this year, um, because I'm spending it with my parents, <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of Iowa that I really needed to make the best of it. And, and for them too, you know, this is the first year, um, after the death of my sister and just given everything that's happened, I was like, okay, how can we do this? So me and the dog look at each other and we put away our little Grinch outfits and we're like, yeah, we're going to make this the best Christmas ever. That's Lele's voice, actually. So, so Lele's like, yeah, we're going to make this the best Christmas ever. And she's all about like eating the cookies because my parents are making like all these Christmas cookies, which is great. <laughs> Although she really needs to stop jumping up on the counter. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, we think about, well, what can I do? Um, so I decide to give my parents um, you know, they, they buy what they want, so they don't really need me to get them anything. And, uh, and they don't like the things I buy them anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and, uh, you know, they have enough art and pottery. So, um, so what do you do? What do you do for your, your parents, the people of everything? Well, you give them the gift of love. So I decided in a, in a moment when I was totally irritated with them, you know, I'm going to not be a jerk. <laughs> because, you know, like, it's so easy to be irritated with um, your older parent. You're like, oh, you're making me crazy, you know, and you just like wander around the house and like kind of like in a pouty, you know, disgruntled mood. And I thought, well, what if I just switch that up, you know, instead of like just being this way, I can just really try, like really not be a jerk, not try, like, don't do that. Stay present. Don't be a jerk. Okay. So this is, yeah, it's like day three. <laughs> I think I'm doing great. <laughs> How many more days left? Oh my God. So yeah, so this this goes all the way to the end of the month, just not till Christmas. Like it goes till like New Year's. Um, so yeah, so I decide I'm not, I'm gonna give them the gift of love, and um, and right away <laughs> after I make that decision, um, you know my parents were my mom decides she's not gonna go with my dad to get the RV, which is like ninety minutes away, and um, and she's like, oh, but you know Amelia can go with you. And my dad's like, yeah, you can come with me. And I'm just like, oh, God, this sounds dreadful. Like, like, really? Do I want to go to the Winnebago, like, factory? Yeah, I kind of do. So, so there's that. But I did have a lot of work to do. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then my dad was like, well, I can always call so-and-so. And I was like, you're kind of being a jerk. 
why don't you just say yes? You know, this could be one of the last times you and your dad drive together. And I was like, well, Amelia, in my head, you are correct. So I say yes. Then, and he's like, oh, that's great. So, so the next day we set off together on our father daughter road trip. And we stop at Quick Star and we get coffee and donuts. <laughs> I'm big, I'm big, like reliving like my 12 year old self. Well, actually, my 12 year old self really didn't drink coffee, but she was really into the donuts. So, um, so we get coffee and donuts and, you know, we're driving along and, and we're talking about the politics and all this stuff. And, you know, and then, and then we start talking about my mom and we start, you know, talking about, she's very conservative and, you know, I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's just so surprising to me. Like uh, her whole life, like she's always talked about how she felt like she's never had all the same opportunities that, you know, men have or, or even younger women. She always resented a little bit her, her sister, um, getting to have some of the, her younger sister getting to have, um, opportunities, you know, that she never had. So, so my mom is the middle child and she was told that she couldn't be, she could go to school and be a teacher or a nurse. And then her sister, who's about eight years younger, like went and got her PhD and traveled, and you know, did all this great stuff. And so I think my mom has always seen that as a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of resentment around that. Um, that's my take. And I'm totally speculating on this, but <laughs> I think I'm right. <laughs> and, um, and my dad starts talking about it. He's like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, your mom, remember, like, I don't know if you remember this, but she always wanted to be a motorcycle cop. And he looked at me and he said, can you imagine getting pulled over by her? I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> no, I can't. Like that would be the most horrible thing that could ever happen to you to be pulled over by my mother as a motorcycle cop. And I had forgotten this story. Um, and so it goes something like this and she would tell it to us when we were kids. And, and in some ways it was really to, you know, inspire us to be whatever we want it to be her, her two daughters. So my grandfather was a, a minister and her father. And so they traveled quite a bit. She was born in Canada and they lived a lot over the, uh, Northeast, um, of the United States. And at one point when she was, I think in high school, I think she was 16. Like they lived in New Jersey. The story is about to make a lot of sense. <laughs> so they lived in New Jersey and, um, and this is where my mom, you know, growing up in a, in a very sheltered, you know, Dutch family, um, Dutch immigrant family, like this is where she had pizza for the first time. Right. And so she'll talk about it. It's one of the reasons why she made sure that, um, like she cooked, uh, all sorts of different food for us <laughs> so that we wouldn't throw up <laughs> the first time that we had uh, pizza because really Dutch food is, is quite, can be quite bland. Um, especially, uh, the, the food that my, my grandmother made. Um, but so the story goes that they were going around in the classroom and they were talking about like what everybody wanted to, what careers they wanted to be. And, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, girls were like teachers or nurses, but my mom said, I want to be a motorcycle cop. And, 
you know, she was like, I just really wanted to be a motorcycle cop. I wanted to, you know, be a traffic cop. I wanted to ride a motorcycle. And when she said that, like, all, everybody just like laughed at her and made fun of her. Because, you know, this is the 50s. And, you know, women weren't motorcycle cops. And every time she talked about it and told that story, you could really see the hurt in her face. You know, that this was actually a dream for her. This is what she wanted to do. And, you know, I think that when I can remember that story about her, I, I can remember, <laughs> I can remember to be kind because it's really hard to, to be in a place where you don't get to live and fulfill your deepest desires, right? And, you know, that's what we're struggling with right now, right? With social justice and racial justice and, and, you know, gender equity and, you know, everything in our, in our society right now in the United States, you know, all that stuff has really come to a head again. And, and it's important that we remember, like, it's just not about a social movement. It's about real people. And it's about real people getting to live the life that they deeply desire to live and that they should be able to live and that real people getting to be safe in this world. Yeah. So my dad and I are talking about this and, you know, just about like how amazing it would be if she could have been a motorcycle cop because she would have been a really good motorcycle cop. I think she would have been a little bit scary. I mean, definitely like, <laughs> what did my dad say? Yeah, if she pulled you over, you'd be like a dog who would like want to chew off your own arm to get away, which I think is true. <laughs> I think I'm just like, oh, I'm a little bit afraid of her, like armed. <laughs> like, you, like she should definitely have like the body cams. Like she should be that cop for sure. I mean, you know, she's a pretty stern, you know, Dutch woman. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but, but I love that she wanted to be a cop and, and a motorcycle cop. I love that she wanted to drive a motorcycle and I, and I really wish that, um, with all my heart that one of her children <laughs> would have become a motorcycle cop. Um, I wonder if it's too late. Do you think I can do that? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I'd make a very good cop. Like my voice of authority is so, um, is so not there. Like children and dogs don't listen to me anyway. And the more, like the more upset I get, like the higher pitched it is. And so it's really annoying. You know, like if I needed somebody to do something, I would like call my husband, like to like yell at the children or something. <laughs> like, can you get the dog? They're not listening to me. Can you get the kids? Um, so, so I, I, th I just don't think I have that voice of authority. Now, my sister did have that and she actually, um, really did want to go into the FBI. So, um, so we have within our family two thwarted, um, <laughs> professional <laughs> police people. So I, I really feel like, yeah, I wonder what does that make it, the rest of us? Hmm we like criminals? Are we just, yeah, we're kind of, yeah, we are actually, <laughs> well, not criminals, but we're, we're definitely, we don't have, we're rule breakers. We're rule breakers. That's for sure. Um, 
So yeah, so so that was that was really fun to be able to, you know, drive up to the Winnebago factory, which is actually super cool in Northeast Iowa. <laughs> I highly recommend that. And um, you know, if you need to go see something uh, one day and, and and you just think, I wonder where's that Winnebago factory? You should go check it out. Um, it's it's cool seeing all the old Winnebagos. Anyway, so. Yeah, so that's so that is one of my one of my gifts. So uh, when you get to uh, give a gift, and then you also get to be the receiver of of a gift, I feel like that was uh, that was what what happened right away. So day two <laughs> of my don't be an asshole to your parents pledge. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll see how it gets the closer to <laughs> December 31st. And, um, no, oh, maybe I should get, oh, maybe I should make my mom something about like being a cop. Um, that could be fun. I'll think about this. If you have any ideas, shoot me a line. I'm Molokai Amelia Pottery, random acts of living. Uh, I'm open to ideas, people, gentle listeners. We got this. This could be great. This could be the best Christmas ever. All right. Thanks for listening. Aloha. Thank you for joining me. And if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening, well, leave me a review and tell me about it. Drop me a line. Let me know some of your stories. And thanks again for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day. Be well. Stay present. Aloha. Aloha.